Here we go. You are listening to Rumination Thursday, August the 5th, in the year of our Lord, 2021. I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and with me will be Wes Reimnitz. What are we going to be talking about today? Yesterday, we spoke about a letter that the president of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, sent to the church in Japan because they have left Christianity. And they left it because they have okayed women pastors. In fact, they talked about a a woman who was a deaconess who now calls herself a pastor and she's doing pastoral things, etc. This is really horrible. And President Harrison encouraged them to repent from their leaving God's word. And you would say, well, does it really matter, one woman? Well, take a look at the United Methodist Church we looked at recently, where one woman is taking millions of dollars from a congregation because she doesn't like their anti-homosexual attitude, etc. She's bishop, was elected, and so you wonder why these congregations do this, but they do it. To have a woman pastor is terrible. But it's more than just that in the world that is occurring. Pastor Wes Reimitz ran across some situations that are occurring in China that you need to know about. Right, Wes? Right. Uh, I found it interesting, too, with uh, uh, President Harrison's letter. It it was a four-pager and very well written. But uh, along with the stuff going on in Japan there, Japan Lutheran, you have persecution going on over in China. And uh, it's interesting that... uh, Nine churches within the last uh, 18 months have been closed by the Chinese Communist Party on the one hand. And and on the other hand, the private citizens have uh, cross symbols, in this instance, uh, fishermen, and they are being uh, torn down by the Communist Party as well. So persecution is is well in hand in China. I have a photograph in front of me of a man at the top of a staff on a boat and he's taking down a cross that's at the top and so that kind of persecution is occurring because of the communist party officials in china in fact china is said to be one of the worst places now for persecution against christians yeah, it's interesting because in that same article uh, where you saw that uh, man removing the cross, a Chinese fisherman had written that fishing boats are our personal property. We have the right to put crosses on our boats. Religious freedom is written in the Constitution in uh, the Communist Party. But, uh, however, it's just an empty task. The government never endorses the Communist uh, the Constitution. Well, 
we're starting to see that also occurring in the United States, where uh, recently a company was fined. They put out wedding cakes and refused to do it for gay weddings, and they're being fined now, and therefore they're being said they have to be forced to do something that is contrary to their faith. So even here in the United States, that is happening. Yes, it, it goes to, I, I, that's why I thought it was real interesting for us to take a, a look at, at the Chinese persecution because uh, it's going on there and I thought you could lift out China and you could put in U.S. in its place. Yeah, the fishermen said, why do they only remove crosses but not signs and slogans from other religions? Why do crosses bother them? If they don't like a cross, why can't they simply regard it as the logo of the Red Cross? Now, the group that really is doing some study there is called Open Doors USA, and it monitors persecution in over 60 countries. It estimates how many Christians do you think are in China? This kind of surprised me. Well, uh, it's about the, the island where this was taking place. They they say uh, a third of the 70,000 on that island alone are Christian. Right. Uh, but in China itself, 97 million Christians mm. in China. And, and that's because it's been around for many, many years. And we had Christian missionaries from the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, that not only went to the church in Japan, but also uh, to China. It's even worse yeah. than that. Oh, go ahead. Uh, it's intensified where thousands of been afflicted by church clo closures and, and other human rights abuses. There, as as you read, there they're going after the um, Christians more than they are the other religions. But don't you think that this because the others aren't growing as fast as the Christian churches are? Well, we have a doctrinal stance that is contrary to the communist stance. And mm. in fact, the communist government has come out now saying that when a pastor does a sermon, it better be in agreement with the communist understanding of reality. Can you imagine that? Uh, it sounds like uh, under the Soviet Union, the same thing. You know, uh, you would read in cases there in the Soviet Union where, uh, for instance, a family was told that had an orchard that if they went to church on Sunday and listened to their pastor, bad things would happen to them. Well, they went and they came home and they found their orchard completely destroyed, every tree in there uh, wiped out. So you know what they did the next Sunday? Got up and went to church. Yep. 
Yeah, these Christians are very, very strong uh, throughout these countries. Um, how would you like it? Now, we've never discussed this before, but um, what's your opinion about having both a Christian flag and an American flag in the sanctuary? Uh, I grew up with it, so, you know, to me, it didn't make much difference, but I remember my... Uh, my uh, bishop, my bakery supervisor, talking about how it came into the Lutheran Church because uh, people were thinking that the German Lutherans were not patriotic, and it was a symbol to bring in the American flag along with the Christian flag to show that they were, were patriotic to the to the cause. Well, I like it in the church because of our doctrine of the two kingdoms. You've got mm. the spiritual kingdom, which is the church, but God is also over the secular kingdom, which is the state. And, and therefore, we obey the laws of the land, and we follow Romans 13 and paying taxes, etc., because the government is an extension of God's rule over human beings for a different purpose than the church is. The church is to save souls. The government is to keep down evil. There, There is a difference. But Thank you. In, Chi in China now, it says that state-run churches and house churches were ordered to fly the Chinese flag and sing patriotic songs in services. Yeah. Uh, the key word in there is order. We do it voluntarily. They do it because uh, they, they're they ordered to do it. They've taken the whole idea of, of order to a whole different uh, level. Okay. Yes. And we sing patriotic songs. I don't know which ones you were singing on the July 4th weekend, but there are some, uh, it's under the category national songs in the hymnal. And it still talks about God. It's not against God, but we would consider it to be more of a patriotic song. Right. Well, I remember as a kid, one one Fourth of July, they they actually sung the, the uh, national anthem uh, in, in church along alongside some of the other patriotic. Yes, um, they're also cracking down on computers, removing oh. Bible apps and Christian WeChat public accounts. Uh, being highly restrictive on religious staff, and that went to, into effect this year. Mm. Yeah, I, but you know, there's, there's this article doesn't talk about it, but you know, there's a reason why they're they're starting to crack down on the Christians. What? Yeah. The other article that, that I submitted says that, that since 1980, 
the Christian church in in uh, China has been growing by seven to eight percent a year, and they're predicting by the year 2030 that there'll be close to 300 plus 300 million plus Christians in China. And why would that disturb the Chinese? Well, it's a power that they'd have to to uh, listen to. It could overtake the government. I mean, it's the same thing that that happened uh, in the Roman Empire. You know, Christianity grew, and eventually it became the the government itself. Yes, and they go further than telling you not what to teach. They actually last year demolished nine church buildings. That's what the Communist Party did. That was affecting more than 5,000 members and attendees. But as you point out, the, the kingdom of, of uh, the spiritual kingdom, kingdom of grace versus the kingdom of, of uh, the government authority are two different ranges. The one is a physical, the other one is a spiritual. And Jesus himself said, my kingdom is not of this world. And just because they tear down a building, it's not going to stop the, the Christian movement. Yeah, this kind of reminds me of what happened in, in communist Russia. There was no doubt that pastors were sent to Siberian camps and churches were closed down. But many Christians had little private chapels in closets and things. And when through Concordia Mission Society, we got into Kazakhstan and Kyrgyzstan, uh, we found many Christians there. And in fact, we started a church and uh, that's part of what we're doing right now in Novosibirsk is supporting a seminary that's growing and putting Christian pastors out into that area. So hopefully that'll uh, happen in China. And, and it's a, that's an important point that you make that we here in the United States keep on supporting our mission efforts across the world, uh, not to overthrow governments, uh, but to promote the gospel of Jesus Christ and, and uh, that they know Christ as their Lord and Savior. And the uh, fact that uh, that this is going on is going to be that way till the end of time. Yes, the report showed that com communist authorities persecuted a hundred percent of house churches, and what they did, the police summoned and questioned every church's main leader. Now, I'm assuming that would have been the pastor, but how many of the leaders do we have in our congregations that would stand up to the American government if they were questioned? Well, I would, have, would like to think every one of them would. Yes, but we know from the New Testament that that doesn't happen. Well, it's, I don't think it's that they believe any less, 
but uh, you know it's it's a serious thing, you know, when your life is on the line, and uh, words of Christ come to mind that uh, who whoever stands up for him, he will stand up for, and whoever does not confess him, he will not confess. Yes, incidents this past year exceeded incidents from the previous year. And so what's happening is partly due to COVID-19 because it presented a putrid threat to challenge the outside world to pay attention. And so I think that's also happened in the United States where the vi virus has resulted in a lessening of attendance at churches. We're hoping it'll be coming back, but who knows? Yeah, well, it's it's hard to tell where they've gone. You know, some of them have gone to, to the internet, uh, watching TV over there. And uh, interestingly enough, the giving has actually gone up in a lot of churches yes. that are going down. That's true in the Missouri Synod also. Now, it's just not Christians that the Chinese are after, but they're also against, it said, Ugar Muslims, U-Y-G-H-U-R. I guess those are Muslims in a specific area of China? Right, yeah, and and they've pretty much confined them to a concentration camp, but uh, they seem to be a particular. But while they they're after them as well, uh, there's been more persecution of the Christians than there has uh, even of them. But they're the ones that are are grabbing the headlines across the world, the Muslims. Yes, the. Uh... U.S. Commission on International Religious Freedom recommends that the U.S. redesignate China as a country of particular concern for engaging in systematic, ongoing, and other violations of religious freedom. For right. example, go ahead. Well, for for example, they're, they're t teaching the children in school that religion is evil and they should question or impose religion and question its beliefs of the family member and report them to authorities. Yeah, that's really important that um, schools in China are teaching their kids that Christianity is an evil cult. You know, in mm -hmm. Illinois now, they're starting to teach unbiblical teaching concerning uh, sexual activity. And that's a law mm -hmm. in Illinois. So right. you're aware of that because you live in Illinois. Right. But uh, it's not going to, the way I understand it, it's not going to affect this, what I would call the first generation of teachers that are in in, in office, that they have figured out, out a way to get around that uh, and uh, still t 
talk about sex in its in its intended sense through the Bible. But my concern is the second and third generation after that, when uh, it's taken hold somewhat. Yeah, I had not heard about that. I had heard that if you were a private school or a religious school, you don't have to follow that. You were free from that. Or you also could be free from it as a secular school, but then you weren't allowed to teach anything about sexual education. Right. And over and against what we've always said, it it should be up to the home and up to the uh, family. You know, it's it's interesting because you we we've been talking about how the government is trying to tell churches how how they're to preach and teach and and now the family itself. But uh, Luther, in his writings, talked about the three estates: the church, the government, and the family. And he said it was always the responsibility of the church, the spiritual head, to teach. Not only what goes on in the church, but but to teach the church, uh, the government, and the family in its proper duties. Yes, the uh, director of strategic research at Christian Charity Open Doors recently told that the Communist Party is becoming increasingly concerned about the Christian population's growth and is cracking down on religion as a result. We think the evidence as to why the Christian church is, the Chinese church is so targeted, is that the leaders are scared of the size of the church and the growth of the church. And if it grows at the rate that it has done since 1980, that's between seven and 8% a year then you're looking at a group of people that will be 300 million strong by 2030. And he said, you know, the Chinese leadership, they really do long-term planning. I mean, their economic plan goes to 2049. So this bothers them. Because I think if the church continues to grow like that, then they'll have to share power. And that's something the Communist Party does not want to do. How can you fight the Holy Spirit? It's really what I was thinking about. Because faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of Christ. As, as they share Christ to the nations, things change. Well, there's no doubt there are countries where the church almost went out of existence from a public point of view, like in previous Russia under the communism. So a government can do a lot, but we pray indeed that God will take care of that. Exactly. Well said. Okay. Anything else you want to say about this? Well, you know, we've talked about the two kingdoms. Uh, we call them left and right, uh, the one of the law and the one of the of the grace of gospel, and it, and we rule through that through that gospel. 
and it's the need for us to support our missions here in the United States as well as across the world that we get the good news out. And we appreciate the government because it allows us to freely worship in our churches. Uh, we don't have individuals telling me when I do a sermon that I better have this stuff in the sermon because would you do that? No, I, w I would get up and preach just like always. Yes. And so the courage of the Christian church in these countries is really something to see. And we pray for the folks in China and we pray for the folks elsewhere that are having terrible situation like in uh, Japan, etc. Exactly. Yeah, keep them in our prayers. I know our, besides our regular contributions to the church, we support several outside missions that, that uh, there. So, you know, and you mentioned Novosibirsk and, and places like that, that that you guys are supporting for missions. Okay, thank you very much. Pastor uh, Wes Reimnitz, I'm Tom Baker. Uh, tomorrow, if you've got any questions, email me at longgospel at longgospel101.com. It's an open mic Friday. Till then, God bless you. Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.